0: For now, let's start the conversation.
1: All right, welcome Genie Teka City 1, CES And soon you're going to have a new credential you were saying, <clears throat> which is
2: uh, I just finished my exam with uh, CITP, by site organization.
1: Fantastic. Uh, So Jeannie, welcome. You're joining us from uh, all the way from Thailand um, and uh, you are the special events deputy director at Amway. Um, You're an experienced director of event management with a demonstrated history of working in the consumer goods industry. You're skilled in event planning, hotel management, event management, corporate events and meeting planning. And you have a strong operations uh, background with a master's degree focused on tourism management from New York University. And you've been with Amway for over 13 and a half years um, running their events department so tell us a little bit more about that and what people do not know about you by looking at your LinkedIn.
2: Okay Uh, thank you for having me here Um, I'm very excited Um, actually people know that um, I'm working with the event industries but they didn't know like when they know that how long I have been with Amway I said oh my god but I (laughs) would like to say that people um, some other people in the in the company they've been with Amway for twenty something years, so it must be something good when we're working here. And um, the opportunity to work in Amway uh, it means like I can create a lot of events, like to attract more people to the industry, which I love the most.
1: Fantastic. So, uh, Jeannie, tell us when when you you know at Amway do events, and you know you've done probably I mean hundreds or thousands, I don't know how many events you must have run, you probably stopped counting along the way. Um, but there's one question that keeps us very busy, right? As um, as you know, from the book, Designed to Change, which is a question on the very first page. And that's the following one. A good conversation can shift the, the direction of change forever. Would you leave that to chance? Um, actually, for for that
2: questions like, Working work working in industry it means like when you when you meet a lot of new people, they help you to get the new ideas all the time. And that new ideas can help you create something that very um, special or very um, attractive to your clients as well. But I never think about it until I until I took the, cl- the, the class, I uh, even because uh, at the beginning, I always think that I'm not a creative person at all. I like to do things like oppression and execution, mm-hmm. but actually, everyone has a creativity. But it 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 how you perceive it yourself, and and, and sometimes like when you uh, meet a new people all the time, it it kind of gives you an idea or something that pop up. But if you if you not, if you will not pursue it, it might be gone along the way. But so after uh, taking this class it helped me structure my thinking and then i can i can um, lay out the plan and create the plan um very nicely and beautifully along the way
1: that's phenomenal so what i've um um, taken from that and also from the classes we've done with you know our first program that we did in thailand last year uh, it's now by the way 22nd of october 2021 uh, because Maybe people might listen to this, you know, much, much later on, maybe a decade from today, they might hear this conversation. Um, and um, one of the things I would like to explore with you, Jeannie, is uh, the following question, which is the horizon of change, right? What is currently on your horizon of change for the, let's say, for the coming year? What's, what's on your horizon of change?
2: Um, let's say because um because of the pandemic, I haven't been travel for twenty one months, hmm. and all all the all the projects have been have been waited and is piling on the desk. But but for me, um, no matter what happened in the whole wide world, um, I know that the project that I work is incentive travel or incentive event. It it it's still gonna be happening anyway because for me, I think um people still need to have face-to-face uh, situation. You cannot just like uh, meet online or anything. It, it can be done in a way, but still, because um, for us, people more, um, they have to interact. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like next horizon is how can I, how can I make uh, my clients feel safe and feel secure that they're going to travel with me to international countries. That just, that's that's my goal because uh, people are quite scared at a time, but um, as an event planner and meeting planner, isn't it, um trip planner, you have to make sure that it's gonna be happen, but they can travel with you um, safe and sound.
1: I think that's a very powerful element, right? So safety is the most, most basic thing that we all need at any time, let alone when we travel, right? So. Um, the ability to provide that and design for that, I think is super powerful. Um, and you know, having that horizon in the far and in, in, in the current future, I think is a very, very important thing, um, to be able to be trusted. Right. So yeah. we talked about that a little bit before. Um, so Jeannie there's, there's two things we can do next, right? Uh, the first one is that we carry on with the chapter and with some questions around horizons of change. Or what we can do is uh, spin the wheel and uh, randomly select um, any of the other topics that are in the book, right? Um, and um, that could end up somewhere else. So we have, you know, seven different topics from the different chapters, or eight actually, uh, including the Horizons of Change. Which would you prefer? You want to carry on with the Horizons of Change or do you want to spin the wheel and see where we end up and do that one?
2: Uh, For me, I love
1: to spin the wheels. Okay, cool. So, uh, we've got the wheel on the screen, right? So, for those that are just listening, we can see a wheel spinning. And I'm going to actually spin the wheel here and see where we end up. Ah. Process or outcome. So, process or outcome is a very powerful chapter that questions, which one is more important, or if there is actually an important or a less important one. Um, And so when we talk about process or outcome, I'm just looking up the chapter here to make sure that we have the right questions in front of us. Here we go. I'm going to ask you a series of questions about process or outcome, and um, let's go to this very first one, which is the following. What question will you ask to define what success looks like for the event and how it will help the event owner achieve their strategic goals? So what kind of questions do you ask to define what success looks like for the event, for the event owner?
2: Okay. Um, For me, I, I will ask the team like when we work together, because for the event itself, I cannot just be the only one who can do it. It has to be the team. So the question um, I'm going to ask the team is that, what would you like to see for this the whole project um, that you bring like, to the end of the, of, of, of the project? What would you like to see? Hmm. So if we have the same goal, if we have the same objective to do that, to get that resource, we can decide the process together to go together. But, but normally for this, for this um, objective that you have to, you have to remind the team all the time, but you, you always, you always know that what is outcome going to be, everyone has to be the same. I have to have the same, the same mind of the outcome. But then after that, you can decide the process, how to go to that outcome
1: so you first set the, pro- the the outcome and then you determine the process how to get there yeah. right right Excellent. so one of the things that event owners really think is important uh, according to you know um, what we've experienced is that uh, you need to set a number of boundaries right boundaries around success so the next question is actually the following is how does your conversation with the event owner enable you to identify those boundaries how does your conversation with the event owner enable you to identify the boundaries for that event design
2: I mean after that um, we set the outcome already like w- mm-hmm. what we want to see the objectives have you asked them the ideas like um, to I, I will I will ask them what they what they see if the process like what what to make them feel like they can, they can make things um, smooth, um, how can I say, to make it, because people have the different way to, to finish the work, because we have a di- different background, different profile. It doesn't have to be like two plus two equal to four. You have different formula. So it means like you have to ask them, like like brainstorming what they, what they see, what they perceive, how to get to that outcome. The, um, people are very different. So when, when, when we brainstorm, uh, when we ask individual and then we brainstorm it, you're going to get, the, you get the, the better process to work it together to get that outcome.
1: Mm-hmm. So that also begs the next question, which is, um, what questions do you need to ask to make sure that the outcomes are delivered upon?
2: Hmm. What questions do you need to ask to make sure ask come a deal? I, I try to think about the sample that we work with the teams, like how 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 they how they lay out all the all the plans. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when uh, for me the sample is when I ask them, I ask that if you want to have this. Mm, If you have to just, just like how, what they're going to do to get this. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: They're going to ask. And when you ask different person, you're going to get the different plan. So, and then after that, I summarize all of this and ask again, like, what do you think about this plan to get that outcome? So maybe we can, um, we can um, extend it and we can shorten something that, is no need for the process
1: yeah powerful i think uh, you know the art of sampling prototypes and then getting responses right allows you to right right
2: uh, exactly
1: set the perimeters of the boundaries but also make sure that the outcomes are delivered upon right now you're familiar with the event design process from the event design um, using the event canvas methodology Uh, how does this process design process enable the desired outcome within the boundaries?
2: Okay, actually for, for event designers, like um, sometimes like um, we have a lot of things like running around in, in your mind and the thoughts. And um, for our educational background, we, never, we have never been thought um, how to things um, structure, um, how can I say, very in, in the structuring way it's just like, it's, it's not in our nature. So it means like when we have to do something, people don't think as in, how can I say? We cannot lay out like a Lego, like to, to, to make it block by block. Mm. We have running things around. So sometimes we cannot get the outcome, what we want to get. Yeah. But for this course is help you just like, no matter how big the project is, if you things like block by block and you know how to lay it well, the outcome is going to be well as well. So you have to uh, you have to lay out the foundation, and you have to trim off all the uh, unnecessary things, mm-hmm. and then you're going to lay out the plan, and then it come out. So this course like kind of helped me um, to to use my brain. Uh, how can you say to use my brain well? How to structure things up?
1: Excellent, and the fact that you're using multiple brains from a group of people. Um, allows you to see very very different angles, right, of the right. options right. that you have regarding the design.
2: Exactly.
1: Let me take you to the next question, Jeannie, um, and, and it's this question. How would you build rapport with the event owner to gain their trust and the event design process that you intend to use?
2: Actually, I... Because before we, we finished the project, when I, when I took the class with you, um, I, I used the same, the same system with the team to create the project together. At the beginning, they, they feel like, what's going on? What is this? What is this big paper like, up on the wall? But then when, uh, when, when I teach them step by step, like what they have to put in each block, and then after that, it seems like twelve people can can do it together. They just throw the idea, but I just write it um, on 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 each block, right? So after they see it, they know what's going on. It's like mm-hmm. people people can no matter you explain, but they cannot visualize at the same times. But you have that paper, like that big mm-hmm. big um, poster paper up on the wall. And then at the beginning, it's like me, when I, I took the class, it's just like, I think it's too difficult. Mm-hmm. But when you start doing it, but you make it lay out well, so they kind of understand gradually and what, what, what is gonna be from the beginning to the, um, to, the, um, to the middle and to the end. So I think it, it is like you have to work together, not just like make them visualize by themselves.
1: And the fact that you break it down into very small steps, right? 14 little steps, uh, very selfishly for each of the stakeholders. And then you reassemble it and you, you find the design goal, um, because of all the design restrictions, you come up with so many options from ideas fitting into a frame that you then can make easy choices, even if so many people contribute. So, um, I agree that, you know, the, the rapport that the event owner needs to have is that if you talk about their outcome and if you understand their outcome they can entrust the process to you right because you need the process in order to get the outcome although they might only be interested in the outcome they might not be interested in the process but you need both right. to actually make them work right so right, right. And, well i think i think you you know seeing how you put that into practice is always very exciting and mm-hmm. thank you Jeannie, for for giving your um, you know unprepared answers uh, right to these questions that we randomly selected from the wheel of names um, what we'd like to do is ask you two two additional things one of them is we're going to send you the link to the actual um questions that we just asked okay. And what we'd like to ask you within the next couple of days maybe within the next five working days is to send us the answers and we can then include those answers in the podcast liner notes. So people can actually read what you would write on those answers. Okay. Uh, the second question, we can do that later. The second question will be, um, one year from today, we'd like to plan a new podcast recording with you mm-hmm. to actually reflect on your horizon of change and to see where you are next year at the same time. Okay. Uh, so that gives us kind of a gap of, you know, October 21 to October 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and allows us to kind of see if the change and how the changes happened that you're currently working on mm-hmm. are, you, are you game for that yeah terrific well Jeannie, i really enjoyed this on stage part of the podcast with you um thank you so much for your um fresh views on the subject um and um, i look forward to seeing you backstage in just a moment yeah
2: thank you
0: If you're enjoying this conversation, check out the book and full multimedia experience by purchasing your copy of Design to Change, elevating your abilities to look and act beyond the now. Visit designtochange.online to order your copy and start interacting with more thought-provoking content like this. This has been another episode of the Design to Change Designer Conversation Series. Explore these conversations and additional content at designtochange.online. Want more right now? Tune into the backstage episode of this conversation and hear what the experts discuss offstage.